Thank you for choosing Raising Foodies, the Babies podcast series launched in 2022. At Babies, we believe the weaning journey for your little ones should be fun and enjoyable to encourage them to have a positive relationship with food. We produce food for babies and our ingredients are 100% organic with no added salt, sugar or preservatives. Our range is veg-led with a variety of fantastic flavours. Available direct from our website or selected supermarkets. Hello and welcome to Raising Foodies, a podcast from babies and myself, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and specialist in infant and early childhood nutrition. This podcast is here to provide you with evidence-based weaning advice and offer a helping hand to any parent who is embarking on the wonderful weaning journey. I'm delighted to be joined by our special guest, Adam Shaw from At Dad's Table. Adam Shaw is a trained chef, dad of three young boys and founder of At Dad's Table. He's the author of How to Grow Your Family, a recipe book which has been named as the top family cookbook for 2022 by BBC Good Food. Adam focuses on healthy and positive family recipes and aims to inspire confidence in both the kitchen and at the table. And in today's episode, I will be picking Adam's chef brain for his top tips for making weaning easy, fun and practical for busy parents. So welcome, Adam. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Catherine. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me along. Pleasure. Um, now, you and I probably have quite a few things in common. I think we're, we're both big foodies. Yeah. We've both got a brood of boys, although your brood is slightly larger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we've both been through the weedy journey multiple times. So yes. um, I'm delighted to have you with us today. And we're going to be talking a little bit about weaning, but also beyond as well, because yeah. I think, you know, some of yours are older now and mine too. Um, but I have been a big fan of yours for a long time and follow you on social media. So it's great to kind of have this chat with you. And I think, you know, for me, one of the, I mean, I love a lot of your recipes and I've tried a lot of them out, but one of the things that really stands out for me was your deconstructed lasagna <laughs> yes it's one of my <laughs> favorites yeah that was an absolute game changer for me because my my boys love lasagna in fact my husband does too mm-hmm. um but it's such a faff and it, 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 it kind of goes to the root of probably what we're, what we're going to be talking about is that you know you, you see you know one thing written down and it might be a recipe when you know one of us didn't have to go to work for a living or we had all days to spend cooking in the kitchen but in reality when we only want to be using really one heating source because of the cost of living, when we don't be using lots of different ingredients, when we want to be using up what's in our store cupboard, um, we should really have the confidence and the freedom to take recipes and think, yeah, that doesn't really work for me, so let's do it this way. Yeah, brilliant. And I think that, you know, that's the beauty of what you do and your cookbooks and your social media accounts as well. It's sort of, it, it gives people like me, I mean, I'm a big foodie, but more with that nutritionist hat on, mm-hmm. And so, you know, for people with me, like with less sort of cooking skills or confidence or knowledge, you know, that that can be really inspiring to see, actually, I can make a lasagna. We can get all the flavours in there and the taste and the textures, but I don't have to have like three different pans on my stove at the same time and yeah. making cheese sauces and things. So um, that's the kind of inspiration that we love. And that's why I'm really pleased to have you on our podcast today. Um, but shall we start right back at the beginning with that kind of the weaning phase? Yeah. Um, so you've got three boys. You've been through weaning with all of them. 
now. I'm, I'm still in it with my third, actually. So I'm oh, still. Oh, are you? How old is your third? He's he's coming up to eleven months. So I'm still okay, on my yeah. knees scrubbing porridge off the floor every morning. That's um, a good phase. <laughs> yeah, looking. <laughs> it, it's weird. When when I was, you know, I I always when I start weaning, I always just put out like a little post about, you know, has anyone got any tips that work for them or anything that's different? And, and someone just replied and said, oh, the third tends to just wean their own themselves. And it's quite true, actually, because you just you just give them the scraps of what the rest of the family is eating and they kind of get get it from there. You, they do, don't they? And I think you, know, sort of, you maybe you progress through those stages a little bit more quickly. But also, I think, you know, they've got so many more role models in the family that actually they yeah. want to have the family foods and they maybe do move on to finger foods quick, more quickly because they're seeing siblings do it and they want to get stuck in, don't they? Yeah, and, and then stuff like, you know, dynamics and relationships and the order that people are sitting around the table comes into play. You know, when it's just, when it's two of you and you're, and you're winning your firstborn and both of you are sitting there going excitedly, always eating some broccoli, you know, versus the other one, you know, with a toy car pushing it through some pasta or whatever. So it, it's just, it's just different, really, isn't it? It changes yeah. every time. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and so have you found that journey quite different with each of your three boys? Yeah, I, I think, um, so I, I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old and, and coming up to one. I think mm. with our first one, we very much went down the route we thought we should be going down where we were you know, pureeing everything in sight for weeks on end. And and that there was this moment where, you know, we'd just come out of the, fo- the fog of the fourth trimester and you're beginning to, you know, get a bit of sleep and everything. And we were suddenly spending all of our spare time pureeing foods. Mm. Me and my wife looked at each other and we're like, you know, this is this is homework. We, we shouldn't be doing this. This mm. you know? and, and I think looking back, um, stuff I'll come on to later, my, my eldest isn't the most confident when it comes to food. And I wonder if that was because we spent so much time just pureeing things and, and, you know, taking three different types of steamed vegetables to National Trust places instead of yeah. just getting a scone and giving it to him. Yeah. That then we, when we moved on to my second, he he doesn't now because he, he's three and he's coming up to that difficult phase, but he, he ate everything in sight. Um, and I think that's because we, we were more confident in ourselves as parents. Mm. We thought, well, we want to eat this for dinner. Let's just take off a little bit and mash it up with a fork and give it to him. Um, and then, and, and the same thing with our third. So I, it, it's that they're all growing up to be different eaters, and our weaning process has gone quite different as well. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. Just you know how that that changes and evolves. And do you think a lot of that comes down to? I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of experience with food and confidence with with changing recipes and the ability to be able to do that and have faith in what you're doing is going to turn out okay but do you think that it your your experience and your confidence has changed as you've gone through that that with yeah. the three of them I, I think it has and you know also with our first when we got out of kind of that the, the stage one foods we would be going out to restaurants all the time and and you know it, it'd love it and then our, our second was born a few weeks before lockdown so okay. we had that whole experience of weaning and everything just at home around right. the table. And, and it broke my heart because we used to love going out to restaurants and when we started going out to restaurants with my second he'd just want to run away you know okay. we put him in a high chair and he just and it was you know we, we thought it was a bit funny but then we started eating in restaurants that you know faced onto busy roads yeah. and he was just trying to run and he was like, wow. oh. so so I, I think you know it what we did mattered but also the environment and the age yeah. that 
living in, I think, has made a huge difference. And, mm. you know, I'm my, my, my second born feels very confident sitting at his space in the table, eating his food. When we go to other people's houses, there's zero confidence. And I yeah. think that is purely down to lockdown. That's so interesting, isn't it? And it's almost like those conditioning cues. You're suddenly yeah. sort of having to train them and coach them how to eat in different environments. And that environment yeah. can, can make a big impact, can't it? Yeah. yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, and then, you know, in, in terms of weaning, there's a wealth of information out there about weaning. How easy did you find it to navigate that weaning advice? Obviously, you've, you've got the sort of the cooking background and the chef skills, but the weaning advice sort of is a different um, angle to some yeah. of that. And, and how easy did you find it to navigate all of that weaning advice that's out there? I, I think... I think you have to have a certain amount of confidence in, in yourself and your child and, and think, what are the, the main life threatening skills I need to learn? You know, you yes. need to learn about allergens. You need to learn about the difference between choking versus gagging. Yep. And you need to learn about, you know, the difference in stage one, stage two and, and certain foods they can and can't eat. And I think that it's it's essential that whether you learn it from a book, a website, someone you follow on Instagram, that you need to know that and, and commit to that. Beyond that, I think you need a certain amount of independence to, to just experiment. You know, I, I'm sure you, you've seen it as well, but, you know, some of these huge accounts that might post, I don't know, say, for example, salmon fish balls as a recipe. Mm. And someone will comment under, can I put cod in there instead? It's like, of course mm. you can. So I, but, but it shows you that there's, there's a lack of confidence sometimes that bearing bar, barring a few rules that we just discussed pretty much everything goes in everything is all about texture everything's all about taste everything's a sensory experience so i think we really shouldn't get hung up on you know do i put 25 grams of grated cheese in or 30 grams of grated cheese in it, it's yeah. just you know follow follow your own lead it, absolutely yeah and I, I think for you know, for some families it's having the confidence to do that isn't it yeah some families like to have the the that sort of very much the recipe dictated to them in that way and, and yeah. need it to be super accurate and it's that fear that if you don't follow the recipe exactly it's all going to go to pot and, yeah. and end up as a disaster but but, but then also that said I, I'm, I'm quite a cautious person so I'm still absolutely terrified by the whole gagging versus choking thing mm. and whereas my wife is, is a lot more confident than me you know I'll, I'll be cutting up food quite small and she'll just come mm. along and take a chunk and just give it to my baby and and I don't have that I, I, I I'm too anxious to do that sort of yeah. stuff so it, some stuff never goes away yeah absolutely for sure and you know I, I think sometimes weaning can feel really quite overwhelming and daunting for many parents so you know what did you find the hardest thing about weaning your three um I think that the hardest thing was um the amount of extra work it felt when we were doing our firstborn yeah um and and honestly it was you know, as, as you know yourself, when you have a young baby, you want to be in bed by nine o'clock each evening, yeah. not staying up until 11 or 12, putting things in the freezer. So I, I think we found that difficult um, and then not knowing what to do if they refused it or if not. Um, whereas now, I think. It's, it's not that it's a lot more straightforward, but I, I, I worry sometimes that I haven't put as much effort and care maybe into weaning my third because he just gets what we eat and we all just because of circumstance we all eat together as a family every day mm -hmm. so we all eat the same stuff um and it's it's not kids food but it's kind of you know dumbed down sometimes yeah. 
Brilliant. So I wonder, maybe I haven't exposed him to the stuff I exposed my first to. I, I don't know. Who knows? You always doubt yourself as a parent, right? You do, don't you? I think that's just in our in our nature. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I very much agree when I started weaning. I think I was super excited about weaning because of what I do when you're know, specialising in, in kids' nutrition and baby nutrition. Um, I was super excited about it. And then when I started, I was like, well, this is just such a faff. Yeah. You know? Yeah before I could just breastfeed and it was dead easy it was right there was no preparation involved um, and now suddenly having to prepare lots of foods and you know be organized and all that sort of advanced preparation was definitely the, the same for me it just suddenly yeah. felt like a whole extra job um, but you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way it's just yeah. that we do it that way don't we particularly with the first I, I think as well I mean that's the thing I, I caught myself a couple of days ago I think my youngest needed some lunch and I thought oh, I haven't defrosted anything and he's not going to eat what I've got so what should I do and then you literally open the fridge and you go I'm going to give you you know some crackers some cucumber a couple of olives and some yogurt it doesn't matter yeah so, absolutely yeah. the food groups are all there aren't they yeah, it's just yeah. you know it doesn't have to be a fancy complete meal that's cooked from scratch it can just yeah. be sort of bits and pieces that make up a bit of a snacky lunch and we yeah I think we've we put too much pressure on ourselves sometimes, don't we, as parents? Well, especially given our profession. So I, I think especially with, with my firstborn, you know, sometimes I'd, you know, I'd make these extravagant meatballs or fishballs or whatever and put them in front of them. And obviously, you know, he didn't try it. And so then you take it to heart. And then maybe I felt more pressure because I was putting more tastes and textures in than, than maybe someone else would. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And so what did on the flip side of that, what did you enjoy most about weaning? I think... I mean, I, I, I often say this, I think it's an honour to, to wean children um, because to be there when, you know, they're first having their first bite of avocado or banana and everything and see that delight in, yeah. in their face. So I, I love trying the new foods and I love, um, it doesn't happen all the time, but if you're home and you have that time over lunchtime to just, you know, spend an hour sitting with your child and occasionally, you know, just put this food on and that food on or you know, see them with pleasure, rub yogurt all over their face yeah. or everything. So I think seeing them and, and, and remember, no child, no baby sits there and goes, oh, I'm hungry. I want some spaghetti bolognese. They see food as as sensory. They see it as a playing opportunity. Absolutely. And, and if we are in the right mindset where we can encourage that, I think it's just a complete joy. Yeah, absolutely. It's that sort of adding that fun element to it, isn't yeah. it? And letting them see and the food and meal times are an enjoyable occasion, a sociable occasion when that works for you as a family. And, and again, I think, you know, important to say that it doesn't have to be every meal time that we sit down together and eat together. It's it, when you can do it, um, it's, it's a huge benefit and children yeah. learn so much from watching other people eat. But um, even if that's just once a week for some families, Absolutely. you know, it's brilliant but yeah you're right that sensory experience is such a big part of it and I think you know it's one of those things where they'll learn about foods through their senses before they actually get to that very end goal of eating the food there's mm. so many sensory steps that they need to go through before they get to that very end goal of eating but again that's where that pressure comes in on us as parents we're focused on how much goes in how much goes in and comes out the other end and we're only sort of over analyzing all of that but actually, there's a lot of enjoyment and a lot of benefit to really observing how they interact with food and how they touch it, squish it between their fingers, like you say, spread it on their face. And, you know, some of the parents that I work with will feel really despondent and disheartened if 
the child doesn't eat the food but actually they've had a great time exploring it and they've yeah. got really messy with it so I'm always trying to remind parents that actually that's a, a really key part of, of weaning and feeding older children as well we can really benefit from sort of that food exposure food play um, there's always something positive to take from the mealtime yeah. even if they haven't absolutely. eaten it absolutely yeah. And our, our current joy at the moment is um, we've just started um, giving him some pomegranate. And so, you know, we, you pick up the, like, the little spoons and, and, and then they, their face when they bite and the juice comes out and they try yeah. to them. I love it. Yeah. That's quite an interesting texture, isn't it, for them yeah. to explore? Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. So you can see them working all of that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Brilliant. And obviously, you know, you're a chef by trade, so planning and exploring your family mealtimes perhaps comes a bit more naturally to you. But what advice would you give to parents who are trying to cook home food for themselves as well as for babies that they're weaning or perhaps older children as well? Have you got some top tips you can share yeah, so with us I to would, make it easy? So as, as I said, every single dinner we have together, um, seven days a week. Um, and that's that's just because we've decided that it's easier to eat with our children than we have the whole evening to ourselves when our kids are in bed. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we're careful on the salt and we don't, you know, cook with any alcohol or anything. But but mm -hmm. beyond that, there's really kind of nothing is off limit. You know, if if I'm putting vegetables in it, I'm not going to have big chunks of vegetables. I, I do a lot of, you know, grated carrot and grated courgette mm -hmm. is great to add to it, like a spaghetti bolognese to up the, um, the vitamin content. Um, canned pulses um, are really, really good. You know, 50p a can from your local supermarket. Mm. Get some lentils um, and stir them into some of the food that you're making as well. Um, I, I think communication as well. So my my eldest isn't the most confident of eaters. So um, we'll, we'll I'll sit down with him and, and we'll say, you know, today, what would you like? We'll give him a choice and then we'll, you know, maybe we'll make it together. Um, mm. So it's not like a complete surprise when it is. It, yeah. Front of him. So I think the short answer, I, I think, is try not to see mealtimes as an individual event. It, it's kind of a, it's a whole experience. It's a whole process, you know, starting with deciding what you're going to eat and going to the supermarket through to making it through to using it as an opportunity to help tidy up and clean the table. Um, mm -hmm. And I think once you do that, the familiarity and, and the confidence grows in your children rather than them just kind of sitting and expecting to be served and, and we know yeah. what it's like you, you put down a plate of food and you can hear you you you're thinking like it like it like it and they go it's disgusting but if you take that surprise element away you're less likely to get that result absolutely yeah and and my youngest actually he's kind of relatively similar you know he'll ask what's for dinner and it doesn't really matter what i say he'll just be like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it might be something that he really likes but that's just his default response um and you're right sort of you know getting them involved giving them an element of choice um and you know, taking pleasure in in that whole process is is a key key thing yeah. to kind of get them involved my um, my eldest the other day i think there, there was an onion lying around or whatever and, and he just looked at it and went oh i hate onions and i said basti his name's basti i said You've probably eaten onions every day of your life since you were about eight months old. And his face just dropped. And they're like, what? It's like, you, you like onions. You do. I promise yeah. you, you yeah. like them. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And so do, do they enjoy getting your eldest in particular probably as a good age for getting involved in cooking and helping you out with sort of some yeah. food preparation yeah. a bit? I, I think my, we've, we've had a bit of challenges with, with my eldest, um, 
there's I, I'm, I'm quite um, anti the word fussy eating because mm. I, it's quite I, I've spoken about this before it's quite I think it puts pressure I think it's quite negative yeah. and I don't think we should be labeling our children as something negative um, instead I try and say he's not a confident eater yeah so I see my job is giving him that confidence so part of that is getting him involved um, and helping with, with you know chopping and, and, and everything and, and that's really really helped um, and then my, my middle child by seeing his brother do it has, has naturally followed suit and and what's what I love now is that it was um it's actually it was my wife's idea over Christmas is that we just have two step ladders that they use to climb up and help um but we just leave them out in the kitchen permanently yeah. so that it's now second nature to just run in climb up and see in fact you can oh yeah I see yeah and it's just kind of if if one of them comes home from school I'm going to be there anyway so we come up and we have a chat there and then naturally around the food already and and if they want to help out they can if they want to just you know pick up an onion and start peeling it they can too yeah that's brilliant isn't it and you know that sort of the choice to be involved then it's there they're instigating it the motivation is coming from them so they've got that autonomy as to whether they want to be involved and even if they're not interacting they're observing and they might be seeing you and that's a really important part of it yeah you know and I love I love that approach as well that you know we're not labeling children as fussy eaters I agree it can be quite a negative terminology can't it so it's um it's really useful to think about learning to eat as exactly that it's a learning process and actually I think what we underestimate from right from the day going with weaning actually is that it's such a complicated skill to be able to learn to eat you know it's not like when babies are born and they're all born with this natural reflex that they can suck and the milk you know they'll drink the milk naturally um but actually learning to eat requires a completely different set of skills it's a real sensory process and it involves many many different kind of organs of the body functioning together and we tend to again you know there's just this pressure on us isn't there and I think probably a lot of it comes back to my child has to eat has to eat a varied diet because we want them to grow we want them to develop well we want them to kind of be their health to be supported their immune system to be supported and then maybe sleep adds an extra element of pressure onto all of that and so we tend to focus on those things and actually really underestimate how much we're asking of the child in terms of learning those skills adapting to those skills and it takes time to adapt and takes time to learn and children need to be kind of offered the right tools and the right environment to learn in. it needs to be quite a nurturing experience yeah. I mean I, I think we need to put ourselves in their shoes more often I mean look, look at a Sunday roast for example you know imagine sitting mm. seeing a potato that's as big as your fist you know yeah. and and just a, a piece of chewy meat and then being told to eat it of course you don't want to eat it so yeah. um yeah, I think it's important to, and, and when it comes to portion sizes as well, you know, and, and having the right kind of presentation for them at the table. So it's not something that is overwhelming or daunting or unappealing, I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, you know, we, we all have foods we don't like, you know, yeah. I think as your child gets older, it's important to, to recognise that there are going to be things that they just don't like. Um, yeah. My my eldest hates potatoes. I, I wish right. she did because they're so versatile. and Yeah. My wife is German, so hating potatoes is more like a crime for her. Um, <laughs> but, but we've just acknowledged it, you know, so we won't try and force any mashed potato on them. Yeah. Um, but again, that's only something as they get older and they can actually say, you know what, I've tried it and I don't like it. Then you can go, OK, yeah, 
you know, I, I take it on board. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, putting pressure on them to try potato in various different forms and like you will like it. You have to yeah. like it. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like strips, though. That I can't work that one out. But OK. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of psychology behind feeding, isn't there? We yeah. could uh, we could unpick it for hours, I'm sure. <laughs> but that has been really interesting to chat to you. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. Um, it's always always useful to kind of get your practical insight onto feeding a, a family with young children. Um, I have one closing question for you, if you don't mm -hmm. mind. Um, and that is something that we're asking all of our guests. Um, who join us for these guest podcasts with babies. Um, and so we would like to know, what did you want to be when you were growing up? And does this differ hugely to what you are doing now? Yes, um, I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh. Um, but I was rubbish at science. So, uh, so yeah. Damn yeah, that's, that's a, it's a tricky skill set, being an astronaut. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> it's only a limited opportunity. So yeah, that went out the window. Yeah, quite different to being a chef. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. It's cool. been great no to talk to you.